0: Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life. Through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Any Way You Want It. Um, I am just absolutely delighted today. Um, I have a new friend um, who is joining me all the way from New York, my former home. Um, Their name is Nolan Elsbecker. And... Let's see. What do you need to know about Nolan? Well, Nolan and I—we recently went on a trip to um, Oaxaca, Mexico, to celebrate our uh, good friend Nephi's fortieth birthday. Okay, so we we were there along with what, like eight other uh, yeah, think, eight other people. I think there was eight. nine
1: total. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So seven. I guess seven other people mm-hmm. and us. And uh, it was, um, yeah, it was just such an expansive trip for me. And Nolan, um, I just learned so much from Nolan throughout the week. Like Nolan is... um, One of the most beautiful representations of like, for me, what it means to really be a free spirit, like living and having a full on human experience, (laughs) just like (laughs) no holding back, so present, so in the moment, so in flow, like so comfortable in who they are in their body And, um, so I just got so much like from, from witnessing Nolan. And so at the end of the trip and really I got so much from that entire group, um, you know, it was, yeah, it was just, it was just like an, an, amazing group and, um, yeah. And I just feel like I, like I got to see myself, um, through a whole different lens And, um, and, and yeah, I just, I just learned so much about myself too. And so this conversation, um, I was talking to Nolan before we started recording, I was like, you know, this for me is actually going to be great. Some great integration of like what that trip was. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then also just going deeper, um, because I just feel like you, Nolan have like so much so much magic and so much gold to offer my listeners, you know, because mm, any way you uh. want it is just like, it's just about like literally having your life on your terms, uh, to right. the specificity of your desire.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to get like a continuation of our nude beach chat.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> um,
0: So, uh, oh, and so I guess y'all already know who Nolan is to me, but in the world, what you should know about Nolan um, is that they are a uh, a queer New York artist, um, a certified yoga instructor, a professional dancer, um, a self-taught fashion designer, and a sex worker and porn star. So with mm-hmm. all of those pieces, you can just imagine why I'm just like, oh, you got to come on the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was meant for this moment.
0: You were meant for this moment. Um, so let's see. Well, I actually just want to see how um, how it's been going since we were like in Mexico, like what you've mm-hmm. been sitting with and integrating And, um, yeah, just kind of, like, ground me in, like, where you've been since I saw you.
1: Yeah. Um, So when I got back from Mexico, I wasn't feeling super well. Um, I think it was just, like, somebody else in the house had a cold and a few of us caught it. Um, So I ended up canceling one of the trips that I had coming up. And I Mm -hmm. kind of just, like, sat with myself. And Mm -hmm. what I like had experience in Mexico and like the complete joy and like freedom that I felt. And Mm -hmm. one of the biggest questions I had was like, how, how can I do this more often? Like, Mm -hmm. how can I make this a part of my life? How can I make this a part of like who I am in New York without a nude beach? Um, Mm -hmm. And more practically, like, how can I work to make this sort of thing more of a reality for me? Because, I was the youngest one in that house everybody had their like grown-up <laughs> jobs and like everybody like worked for like an hour and a half on their computer before they went to the beach and i'm just like sitting here just walking around going swimming like the and so like for me the big question was like how how do i like still empower my own freedom and and like childlike joy and and like love of the Mm -hmm. world and still like sit down and go to work
2: Mm -hmm. Um, that's where
1: I'm at so I have been doing a lot of like when people ask I've been saying like getting my shit back together but it's more it's more just like setting the groundworks for what I know I want to have in the future and that that's kind of just having a space for other people to come and feel as free as I do
0: Mm -hmm. i'm not
1: sure how that's gonna manifest yet but that's the goal
0: (laughs) yeah well i mean i was like i was you know i was telling you on the beach i'm like nolan what you have like people try to like effort and work (laughs) to get what you have they spend like a whole lifetime you know Mm -hmm. trying to have like trying to go like because I, I I think like people try to like go after and achieve that thing, and they don't mm. realize it's like wait no 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 this is actually just about being inside of me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and being with yeah. myself, you know. And so yeah. like you have that. I mean, wait, you're like you're 24, right? 25. 25.
1: Okay. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so so young I used to hate it when people said I was young but now I'm like you know what yeah I'm really young I've got a lot of things to do like just do wait
0: yeah ways. I mean listen I when I meet someone of like your age who has the level of like awareness that you do I'm like okay you don't even oh. understand what I was doing at age 25 in New York like <laughs> you know going to the meatpacking district and you oh know just God. Living my best, like clubbing life, you know, just mm-hmm. oh, um,
1: it's fun still. I mean, you know,
0: it was, and actually, you know, I gotta say that, um, you know, sometimes I think I'm like, oh, geez, that version of me, but it's like, no, that version geez. of me, she got us here.
1: Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> what I say about like my Christian upbringing in my college. I'm like, well, I can't, I can't hate it because like yeah. I'm in New York and I'm having the best life
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah well let's actually like let's backtrack a little bit um mm-hmm. so you know one of the one of the beautiful nights that we had on the trip was like everyone sharing their um their coming out story mm-hmm. and um that was so wow that like really um just hit me you know, on such Mm -hmm. a soul level to, to like hear everyone's stories, um, you know, at that level and to really like, yeah, to just really understand, um, like what it takes to like claim your identity, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. And, um,
0: so yeah, that was like one of my favorite nights of the, the trip that, that we Mm -hmm. had. Um, but I want to hear, yeah. Tell me a little bit of more. Cause I, I, I feel like I, I have these little snippets of like where you came from,
2: yeah. but
0: that you are just like this, like free non-binary soul, just like living your best life in New York. I feel like that was not predictable based on where you came from.
1: <laughs> yeah, not really. <laughs> I mean, you can kind of like get a, an idea of, of what my parents expected of me by what my siblings are doing. Uh, like my brother, is now planning a move to Armand to be a missionary. Like him and his wife are like full-time fucking missionaries. Whoa. Um, My sister isn't a missionary, but like she kind of like pretty actively is still like involved with the church. Um, She's very religious. Like my family was expecting us to like grow up in the church, be good Christian people, and like spread the word of God to other people. Mm -hmm. And like, now I'm here spreading like sex positivity
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: like, fuck your friends, which is not at all what my parents expected of me. Like I sometimes, (laughs) I think about my life and I sometimes tell, it's it's sometimes easier to tell people, um, if you knew about my childhood, you like, you would be shocked that i'm like who i am today cuz it's easier to say that mm-hmm. than to like explain it all right um, yeah but i sometimes also think about like the the person that i am today is almost exactly opposite of like everything my parents wanted for me like they wanted me to be modest i do porn they wanted me to be a christian i'm kind of like Anti, like anti-establishment, like pagan religion, almost like going and celebrating May Day in the woods with a bunch of other fucking fairies and like weaving <laughs> the pole and like they they know a little bit about me, but I think I'm so like and like just the antithesis of what they wanted me to be
2: mm-hmm.
1: that I I just kind of have to be. My like i I think that's another reason why my own like personal free embodied soul is because i've had to be i couldn't i couldn't rely on my family for that, mm-hmm. so I kind of had to find my own comfort and my own joy in community and solitude in in sex mhm
0: mhm, yeah, no, i mean i really um i really get that
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. And um, I'm I'm curious, uh, like if you could sort of like, you know, take us back to like where you um, like started like discovering your your gender identity and your sexual identity, and just like sort of how yeah. some of those early discoveries um, like started happening for you, given that you were in a you know in an environment that does not. Uh, does not talk about that or mm-hmm. shame or when it is talked about, it's shamed.
1: Right. Um, well, I didn't hear the word gay or like didn't even hear of the concept gay until I was 16. So um, wow. like any sort of attractions that I felt, um, I I was really confused by them. I just was like, Oh, I, I like looking at this because it looks like me. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm attracted to this because I'm, I'm not straight. I'm, I'm like queer. It was like, oh, I'm curious about other other male bodies mm-hmm. because I am a male body. And so that's kind of like where my brain went when I was young and like 12 mm-hmm. or 13, when I finally like had access to the internet through either like an iPod or a computer, I think when I finally got to high school, I got a computer um, so a lot of a lot of the like information and images that started to awaken who I was came from the internet and searching stuff because I didn't have a lot of um, pop culture or movies that represented any of that sort of person mm-hmm. because my music and my movies were also like extremely restricted. Like I remember mm-hmm. be, like sitting down with my dad and he showed us the I think it was like VMA's Judas Lady Gaga. And I fucking loved it. Like I was here for it. And she like (laughs) at the end of the song gets like lifted into the air on a rope and like blood is dripping down her. And I'm like, this is so great. This is fierce. And then my dad turns and looks at me and he's like, see, she's embodying. She's like misrepresenting the Bible and embodying Satan. Like all pop music, all pop music stars are like in a cult Mm -hmm. and Satan and and, like sacrificing things (laughs) to Satan just so that they become famous. So like I have such a like a warped view of of pop culture and like anything progressive. It was like anything progressive basically came from Satan and if I followed any of the trends, any of the like non-traditional biblical teachings, I was going to hell. And like to this mm. day, I still haven't worked over my like fear of hell. I joke about it sometimes but mm. when when people get a little bit more detailed or like they start talking about it a little bit a little bit longer it gets me really uncomfortable because like that mm. is still a deep deep trauma that um that was instilled in me as a child because it was a it was a way of my parents trying to um guide me in a direction that they wanted me to go yeah um that's an
0: intense
1: so, one. <laughs> yeah, it is. I am like, I remember, like, I think back to I don't know, five, seven years ago when I was still at, still in Wisconsin, and there was like a day I vividly remember in my church, and I played the piano, for service one day, and um, one of the church members, I think it was, I think it was her son, was there, and he came up to me after service, and he he was like, you look like me. Like you, you and I, I think we're the same. How do you go to church as a gay person? And I was like, I'm not gay. Oh. Um, Do you like, do you need help? Do you want me to help you? And I like physically brought my dad over to this young gay boy in our church to like minister to him and try to like help <gasps> him not be gay.
2: Oh.
1: And like to this day that like weighs heavy on my heart because yeah. like I was so... I was so indoctrinated. I was so unaware of like the life people can have outside of Christianity that like my immediate thought was just to like help this boy not
0: not be gay. Not
1: not not be gay, yeah. Wow. And like I think that was that was around the time when I was struggling with my own sexuality. Um Mm -hmm. and I did a lot of I like I prayed so hard to not turn out the way that I thought was wrong and it took it took me meeting a boy starting to date that boy for like two months before I like even said out loud to myself that I was gay and Mm. I like had fully been in a relationship with a boy for two months and I was like you know what no I'm not gay I'm just like experimenting Mm. and then after that it just kind of it all kicked off I mm-hmm. I met some really lovely people in college who who would like correct me every time I said something a little weird from my from my childhood and they'd they'd be like, ooh, Nolan, like mm, we need to talk about this. Yeah. Um, and then moving to New York and meeting meeting like a variety of queer, queer trans black, brown, non-binary Femme, mask, like mm-hmm. androgynous, non, like non-conforming, asexual, agender. Like after meeting all these people, it just kind of like opened myself up to to just let myself be who I who I was.
0: Hmm. Wow. Wow. That is, um, I just kind of, I mean, I just like can imagine like all of these little moments of like being like, wait, Mm. okay. I feel this thing in me. Oh my God. But there's a message over here that's telling me that is not okay.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's, there were, I mean, my parents knew from a pretty young age because they found, they found porn or like, I'm pretty obviously queer, just how I am. Mm -hmm. And there was moments when they would sit me down and, and they would use the word help a lot um, in terms of my sexuality. Um, But in reality, like they were continuing to try to like manipulate and stifle and indoctrinate me into being something I wasn't. And Mm -hmm. so it's, it's really, it's really hard when, when you have, Parents that you love and trust
2: yeah. say things
1: like "I'm helping you," but in reality, they're trying to make you into something that you're not. They're trying to mold you after their mm. image or the image that they have of you in your brain, in their brain. And and I've I've had conversations with them about how their help is not help and how their love is not love because mm. if if it truly was love, you would accept all parts of me, and mm. it's it's really interesting when when people use love as as an excuse to do things that are quite aggressive or quite violent and they're like oh it's because i love you and i'm like (laughs) that's not love
0: no Uh, it's because you're trying to control me Mm -hmm. actually
1: (laughs) it took a lot it took a long time for me to figure that out and a lot of the reasons why i didn't come out to my family sooner is because i knew that they I knew that they wouldn't really stop for quite a while. And so I didn't come out to them for a good like three years because I was like, I just, I need to have a foundation for myself. I need Mm -hmm. to know who I am. I need to be able to defend myself. I need to be able to like just be confident in who I've become outside Mm -hmm. of Christianity, outside of my family, outside of this like good Christian boy Mm
2: -hmm. that my
1: family Thought I was, um, and so it took me quite a few years to figure that out and be like, okay, I, I can handle this. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of queer people go through that because either their parents they their parents hear it and they kick them out, and they have to grow up really quickly, or their parents hear it and they have a similar experience of me, and they have to really quickly learn to be like so self-sufficient, so confident so like um, self-contained in like who you've become mm-hmm. because of, because of mm-hmm. a childhood that wasn't encouraging mm-hmm. to that sort of, that sort of, of being.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for, I can just, um, I can feel the, like just the tenderness under all mm. of that. You know,
1: I think it's like a tenderness for, for the, for the person I used to be mm-hmm. kind of like how, how, how sad they were without even really knowing, like mm-hmm. how hard they were trying, how hard mm-hmm. they were like fighting this battle that they didn't have to fight.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like tenderness for the people that still have to do that and tenderness for the people that don't understand like my family. Mm-hmm. Um, It took me quite a while to (laughs) feel any sort of like tenderness towards them. And I'm like, I'm not really talking to my mom right now. Um, And there's, there's a lot of. um, There's a lot of tenderness towards myself in that scenario, because I know that if I talk to her, it's going to hurt me. Um, Mm. So I'm hoping that just giving her time. She will understand that like this isn't something that she can, this isn't something that she can argue with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think another thing that is surprising is how, how sexual I am (laughs) coming from that, coming from that. like oh, that way of year, life
0: years um, i mean i i relate to this it's like years and years of repression
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I, you, I, oh, like you yeah. get
0: out on the other side of that and you're like oh my gosh what mm-hmm. i am like a deeply sexual being
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> say more about that
1: um mm-hmm. we had zero sex ed I think my sex ed was like going to a public coffee shop ordering what? whatever yeah ordering whatever coffee we got sitting in these like comfy chairs around a fire and some antlers because it was wisconsin it was some, some Midwest,
0: antlers got some it. some antlers
1: some like taxidermy deer and my dad basically just said you know where babies come from right or you know how they're made right and i'm like yeah i do And he's like, so do you have any questions? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. And like, that was it. He was like, you know, that like penetration happens and that's how babies are made. And that's all you need to know, because you won't need to know about it until you're married. Um, They were like, uh, no sex, no kissing before marriage. No Um, kissing, no kissing, no kissing. Nope. like barely even holding hands type of family. Yeah. Wow. I was, I was, I, I wouldn't say I was sent, but I kind of was sent to a missionary school when I was 16, which mm-hmm. was sort of my like version of conversion therapy, I would say, because, um, most of my, most of my siblings went after they finished high school and my parents were like, oh, they need it now. They're going to go now, like in the middle of high school, when they're 16, they're going to go to Colorado, go to this missionary school Wow. I've like 2-hour sermon three times a day. Um segregated segregated living situations. You're not supposed to like hug any of the female classmates. Uh you're not supposed to like like get too intimate with them. You couldn't hold hands. Like it was <laughs> it was it was crazy. And like my brother went through every single course at this missionary school he could. He did like the basic, which is what I did for 9 weeks. He did the advanced. He like was the first person he was like in the first practicum class he started working oh with them God. and like that kind okay. of snowball anyway um we're talking about sexuality right
2: yeah
1: <laughs> um <laughs> uh there was like one one little video thing that i was shown and it was this woman talking about stis and how dangerous they were for a body um and how condoms didn't help. Um, how if you got an STI, you you would be sick for the rest of your life. You would be like you could be barren. Like it, she basically took all of the worst case scenarios of an STI, like not being treated or not being caught or not being tested, and was like, if you get an STI, this will happen. And
0: oh my gosh, instill like deep
1: fear. Deep fear of sex, and I, I'm I'm. I worked past it really quickly because I had a pretty traumatic thing that happened to me when I moved to New York, which kind of like shot me to like go get tested, start prep, mm-hmm. um, like be really informed about this topic. Um, but I've had my sister call me in the past couple of months when she was dealing with a lot of STIs and she would call me, I think, almost every day with like a new symptom or like a new sort of like fearful thing about her body. And she lit, she was worried that like getting one STI would make her infertile for the rest of her life. And I had to like
2: <sighs>
1: sit on the yeah. phone and say the words, Olivia, you don't have HIV to her, like a straight woman, which like you can get, you yeah. can get HIV as a straight woman. Like anybody can get it, um,
0: Right,
1: but it's, it, it was like, our family instilled so much fear in us about sex like they didn't teach us about it they just told us taught us to be afraid of it right which in my brain is like a step beyond like abstinence or or like <laughs> no sex education it's like it's like anti sex education anti sex
0: education oh to my work gosh past
1: a lot of that
0: yeah wow yeah, well and I'm curious um to just hear about you know I think that like so many you know people who listen to this this show can relate to this you know mm-hmm. just from the like um yeah just coming from a background where there's like little approval for um for sexuality you know there's like so yeah. much of that that's actually like you know I think the case more often than not unfortunately yeah I agree Um, and so I'm curious, uh, just like about your, um, like your process with yourself of like working through that, you know, Mm -hmm. what, like how you be with it, how you work with it in your body, you know, what are some of just like your practices to work with that?
1: Um, I think a lot of, of self-touch um Mm -hmm. I think we talked about this when we were on the beach about how a lot of the ways that I worked past my childhood trauma and my um like sexual abuse trauma was through sexting um Mm -hmm. being like dirty over the phone um Mm -hmm. because that was such a safe environment for me to explore my my sexuality and and like say things that I was curious about out and see how people would react and like feel what that felt to like think about it and say it mm-hmm. not really out loud I mean sometimes yeah. if you used voice voice like right. voice notes um but saying something in text to somebody that kind of like felt a little bit past your boundary like um like I want I want you to fuck me on my terrace something very mm-hmm. simple like a little bit public yeah and like oh I've never done that before and, and like seeing the response of somebody being like, oh yeah, that would be really hot. Like, let's do, like, let's do this. Let's try doing it like on the terrace and then maybe in your stairwell. And like, um, I think the, like the freedom for me to say whatever I wanted to and, and quite easily back out of a situation mm-hmm. if it became too much for me, like, mm-hmm. like was so healing for me. Um, yeah. And often when people sex, they're also like edging or masturbating because like, mm-hmm. that's kind of what we had to do during COVID was self-love a lot. Right. And
0: yeah. my
1: self-love was often involved with like another person over the phone. And so yeah. I kind of felt like I was coming into like my sexual experimentation during a time where I couldn't really meet anybody. And I think that was... It kind of was what, what was the best, it was the best scenario for me because I was so, I was so new and so, and so almost traumatized around sex that if I would have been trying to do this in person with people, I don't think it would have gone as smoothly and as quickly as it did when I mm-hmm. like had control over like every single element of my sex life. Um,
0: oh my gosh that is like i i this is yeah when you when you were sharing about this on the beach this this um kind of like little awakening that you had via sexting i was like oh my gosh mm-hmm. this is so um this is so brilliant you know because i i just <laughs> like you know everybody has their own path right that wasn't my yeah. path but it's like everyone has their own path and you know the thing that i just really want to like reflect for you and just for my listeners that i hear in that is that you um you created safety to that to be able to explore Like, you know, it's like, okay, wow, this is actually a place where I I like feel safe. You know, like I Mm -hmm. could actually end, I could like, you know, end a conversation with anyone at any point I could end Mm -hmm. up blocking them or never speaking to them. Or I could talk to them for the rest of my life, whatever. We don't know, you know, Uh (laughs) but the safety of being like, okay, wait, this is actually just like a text. And I get to opt in, right? However I want to, but I'm just Mm -hmm. like literally with myself, you know, I can say all of these things and just the practice of, so yeah, creating the safety number one. Mm-hmm. so gorgeous. And then be the other thing I hear is just being in the practice of like speaking your desires yeah. and, and like, Whoa, wait, like the, like, how's it going to be received, you know, and just mm-hmm. not knowing, but just being willing to be in the vulnerability of like, I'm, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'm just going to say it. And then we'll see,
1: uh-huh. I <laughs> you think. Know? I think like three, it also, it also like made me a better communicator. It made me better right. at setting my own boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me better at asking for what I wanted. Like there was, I remember somebody I was sexting and they were really into like very rough sex and they talked a lot about like blood and making my ass like too painful to like walk or fuck anybody for like a week. Yeah, And I'm like, um, this is yeah. a little too much for me. Like, I don't right. want to go into this because I get turned off. And he was like, he oh. was a little like about it at first. Mm-hmm. But when I set that boundary, I was like, no blood. Like, I don't like, yeah. that's your body. You have to take care of it. Um. So I got into some interesting situations. But like, I think it also taught me how to, how to communicate and cut mm-hmm. off if I needed to. And not just like, and not just ghost, but like tell somebody, right. hey, this yeah. isn't for me. Uh, mm-hmm. and it was it was really low stakes because I never met them they just right. were they were just like a photo in my phone or like a person right. that I had like seen maybe like on FaceTime once or twice it was really mm-hmm. easy to start that practice of being of being considerate with somebody even if it's even if it wasn't somebody you wanted to continue anything with
2: mm, um, yes. which I think
1: is a, is an important takeaway too like if you want yeah. to practice, if you want to practice sex positivity, and if you want to practice, like being fully embodied, you have to realize that other people are also fully embodied and are or, or trying to, you don't know where they're yeah. at, but like yeah. other people are in their bodies, right? They have yeah. their bodies. And and the things that you do can affect them and can and can hurt them. And so mm-hmm. it's a way of trying to navigate a lot of other people's feelings as well. And that translated into more in-person things too, which Mm. which was a lovely benefit that I like didn't even realize like, oh, wow, I can communicate about sex. I can like talk about this openly because it's no longer, it's Mm. no longer weird for me to say sex, penis, pussy, like anal, whatever, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. I just, um, oh, I just love all of this. I love your whole Um, just the whole journey and, and, you know, everything that opened up and, and like your willingness to just sort of like play with it and just like be like in the moment and have fun. Um, yeah, I just think these are like really golden nuggets for anyone. Um, and oh, the other cool thing that I love about this Mm. whole practice is the, like, just actually having practice partners, you know, like just like being like, Oh, I'm going to be in touch with, you know, different people and just kind of get messy and just see, and I'm not attached, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not attached. I'm just going to like follow what's true. Um, but you know, if you open to it, it's like the universe will give you an unlimited amount
1: of practice partners.
0: That is like what what one of my teachers says, you know it's just there's like, a lot
1: of horny people out there. There are
0: <laughs> unlimited people out there, and it's just like, are you willing to actually like open yourself to that and then be unattached to just whatever um whatever comes through? You know? Um, so yeah, this whole thing is so, um, yeah, I think that's just so much gold for people, you know, like the way I created safety in my, like sexual exploration was like very different. You know, I like started a pussy stroking practice that Mm -hmm. was like, okay, 15 minutes. I'm practicing with lots of different people, but it's like, we're going to practice in this way. This is the agreement. Mm -hmm. Right. And I had to create like, you know, by opting into that practice, it just really supported my whole nervous system to like relax. And then Mm -hmm. same thing as you, I learned to express my desires, you know, like, oh, could you move your finger a little bit to the right, a little bit to the left. And Mm -hmm. just, you know, I learned communication. Through mm-hmm. setting myself up to be in like a really safe place, you know, where yeah. my vigilance could just be lowered, you know. I think
1: the key word that you said was relax.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, um, there's there's like three other things I think that I've been doing to kind of like mm-hmm. open up my sexuality. One of them is like a a movement practice that kind of comes from yoga and Kundalini and meditation um and it kind of focuses on the root chakra and just like relaxing and energizing that part of your your Mm -hmm. body where like a lot of the sexual energy comes from um having sex with a lot of people i think like Mm -hmm. having good lovers is really healing
2: Mm, having like
1: a a receptive lover a communicative lover somebody who's on like a very similar level of as you is really mm-hmm. healing to to have an explore because you you realize that it's possible mm-hmm. um, and I think yeah. a lot of a lot of times people don't realize what is possible in sex um, oh my until gosh. they just start yeah. doing it you know um, and when I when I started my my porn uh, like my OnlyFans pretty specifically. It took me a long time to start because I didn't want I didn't want to just be another pretty like slim fit white body in the porn industry like there's a lot of them like do they need me mm-hmm. um and one of the one of the reasons why I started is because because of my perspective around like my past traumas and the way that I approach like like intimate sex on screen is very it's very like raw and natural for me. I make sure like when I come into a space, into a scene, I make sure everybody's comfortable because like, if we're not relaxed, if we're just like trying to get the next shot, it
0: <laughs> yeah, feels it's like terrible it's for us. It feels yeah. terrible for us,
1: first of all. It's not fun for us. Right. And like, it just doesn't, it just doesn't look hot. Like it doesn't, mm. uh, okay, that's not true. Like you can make something look hot just by like, framing and fucking right. but like it <laughs> framing doesn't framing
0: and fucking okay, framing okay.
1: And fucking. <laughs> but it doesn't I don't in my opinion like that doesn't change anybody mm. um it doesn't like it doesn't I don't want people to see the porn that I make and just like chuck off and move on I want people to see the yeah. porn that I make and be like oh I want to have sex like that mm. you know like yeah you want them to be
0: like really touched and moved yeah
1: like i want them to to know that this is possible and to see it with a bunch of different bodies to see it in a bunch of different scenarios to know that like you 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 are allowed to feel hot and you are allowed mm-hmm. to have sex you're allowed to watch other people have sex and enjoy that act you're just you're just allowed to you're just allowed to relax and enjoy like with your body.
0: Ah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, I love that so much. You know, because I, I, I've never actually really gone deep down like a porn rabbit hole. Just like hasn't mm-hmm. has never really spoken to me. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, but my my but my perception is like there's just a lot of performance out there in the porn world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it is so. Um yeah it's just like so gorgeous to like hear the level of intentionality that you um really cultivate like in the in the scenes that you create.
2: Mhm. Um, I do my best.
0: I do my
1: and, best. <laughs> and it's <laughs> and it's it's like when I when I film with people I do my best to like film with people who are like-minded. And when, Mm -hmm. when I come across someone who isn't like-minded, like you can, you can tell within like the first five minutes of them walking in. And like, if I was doing a hookup, I probably wouldn't do it. Right. But because it's like also for a job, there's, there's like something that you have to kind of work past sometimes and Mm -hmm. be like, okay, I know that I can make this seem good because like I've practiced who I am and what I want mm-hmm. um and sometimes it's just a little extra work getting those sort of people like out of there get in get it done <laughs> or just like or like some people just don't look at you like you're human oh, yeah, and like yeah, those yeah. types of things I'm like oh well
0: Wow, that's a that is a go. real practice I imagine to be like, okay, I'm in this situation and like I'm going to create I'm going to create magic here no matter what. <laughs> that is like that's an advanced practice, my friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can imagine. I guess. <laughs> well, I'm curious like um you know, I know that, uh, porn, like you've just created freedom within yourself, um, Mm. through, like through porn and through shooting it. And so I'm curious to, um, hear a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah. Created freedom through myself. Um,
0: or within yourself
1: yeah can you can you ask it in a different way like what um, what specifically tell me about are you trying to get
0: how to? you've gotten more free through porn
1: oh okay um <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think one having sex with a lot of different people um you learn something from everybody you learn um a different way to touch someone you learn a different way that someone touches you um um seeing a lot of the porn that was being produced, I was pretty like specific in who I followed and who I tried to work with because I wanted, I wanted it to be diverse. I didn't want it to just be other people who looked like me. I wanted it to be other skin tones, other body types, other gender expressions. Um, and I kind of like pushed myself out of my comfort zone a little bit because Um, it's not comfortable to try to have sex with somebody who's not kind of like your type.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And I think that's kind of a big problem in the gay community. Um, I kind of use, I use gay, queer, and faggot in like very specific ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Gay is, is pretty specifically referred to as like cis men who are attracted to men queer is a little bit more overarching and it includes like non-binary people like myself and includes trans black and brown people um and then faggot is kind of like uh I I don't want to say it's an insult because it's it's already a charged word but in like the community that I live in when I when I use faggot when I'm talking about a group of people it's like muscle gays who who like dance shirtless at a circuit party and kind of like only kind of really care about themselves. Uh, Um, So I wanted to make sure that I was having sex with other queer people and I was showing a variety of, of things on, uh, on my page in my porn because it was really important to me that people saw that. Um, I remember watching this not great Netflix documentary about science something social whatever and there was an experiment that they did where you were put in a room with a projector and you were shown people's faces and after like a couple minutes you were asked just to say who was the most attractive to you and it was pretty easy to predict what people would pick because the people doing the study showed one face like 20% more than the others and most people picked the face that they saw more Because they saw it more. And I'm like, oh, Mm. that's what happens in porn. We see two white guys having sex sex with each other. So, like, we think that's hot. Yeah. If we made it so more people could see more types of scenes, the more visibility we have, the more opportunity it is for people to be like, oh, this is hot because, like, it's happening and I'm seeing it more. Mm. And, that's like what i wanted to do with my porn and because of that i started to be attracted to more people i started to open myself up mm-hmm. to the possibilities because i was i was surprised i like fell in love with different bodies i fell in love with different people i fell in love with different types of sex because i tried to push myself out of my own my own mm-hmm. rut my own little like yeah i know i'm going to enjoy this but am i going to just keep enjoying one thing or can I like open myself up to like the infinite amount of possibilities that you can have Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. you enjoy as many people as you feel like you know
2: variety
1: variety, (laughs) and I mean I am still on that journey I like I don't I don't profess to be like the most the most like a diverse porn star um i don't even know if i would consider myself a porn star let's <laughs> yeah. we'll see i i heard somebody say like a porn star is somebody who who like who does it like no matter the scene like they like they work they they do it oh, um, gosh, and then yeah. like a content creator is somebody who who has sex on on camera with people that they're attracted to
0: um oh, interesting
1: And I don't I don't really know how I feel about that definition just because it was said by it was said by another sex worker. And I think I think it's like a conversation to have. Mm
2: -hmm. I kind
1: of think like anybody who thinks they're a porn star can be a porn star, like even (laughs) if they don't film, like if you're good at sex with your husband or your partner in the bedroom, like like, you're your own porn star, you know? (laughs)
0: Well, and it's just like, why does it even matter? You know, it's like you are, it's like you just are creating what you're creating and you're being who you're being and you're being you. And then if people want to call that this thing or that thing, great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think you just call yourself whatever you damn well please.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that changes by the day.
0: By the day. By the day. Oh my gosh! Well, I you know, <laughs> speaking of um different, you know, variety and different bodies, mm-hmm. I know one of the um conversations that you and I were having on the beach was about pussy, mm-hmm. and
2: <laughs> Say it louder! Say oh it louder. my
0: gosh, pussy! um which you know it it was such a um such an experience right to be um in in the only pussy in the house that week the only
1: pussy owner in the house the
0: only pussy owner in the house <laughs> um mm-hmm. with you know se- se- seven gay gay men and and you mm-hmm. and um I, uh, well, and one of the conversations that we had was around, like, you were just like, you know, I I forget the context, but you know, you were like sharing with me, um, you know, some of the recent experiences like that you've had with pussy. And you're like, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, like you were just so, um, so free flowing and so open about it. And then we Mm -hmm. got into this conversation about um, like gay men and pussy Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah they're scared of it aren't they
0: yeah (laughs) it's so i'm so so i'm curious i mean you know my experience of the group throughout the week was actually like you know i felt so received right and Mm. like you know none of them were like attracted to me right um but I felt so received in just like the level of curiosity, you know, because I like talk about pussy a lot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so I, I felt so received on that level. Um, but yeah, I'm so curious to hear about this. Um, yeah. Yeah. From you, like the, yeah, the, the fear of pussy. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, this might not make sense right away, but I promise it will. Um, I have this sort of (laughs) I don't like generalizations, but I think this sort of general generalization makes people think. Um, Yeah, I like to say everybody is a sub pussy bottom. They're just too scared to admit it, right? And that comes. Wait, everybody
0: is a sub pussy bottom. They're just too scared to admit it. Wait, we gotta like break this down.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. I used the word the word pussy pretty specifically because yeah. um, it has that feminine connotation yeah. to it, that feminine energy to it. Mm. Um, but a lot of of people who have like an asshole and a dick, their yeah. asshole is sometimes called a pussy or a cunt or like a hole. Or as mm. you discovered on the beach, a pussy. But like I don't oh, like that my word. Gosh. Okay. Like, I it's just It's just for some reason adding the B to it, like it just like it distorts it too much oh like
0: my gosh.
1: like it was the perfect word you don't need to change it you know yeah um, mm-hmm. so yeah. i use the word "pussy" because it's sometimes used in gay culture to talk about someone's asshole. Mm-hmm. um and a lot of people are are like only specifically tops because um like they just don't want people going near their asshole. like it's too feminine for them it's too subservient mm-hmm. for them or mm-hmm. Or like they just don't enjoy it. And I'm like, I think everybody would like it if they just let themselves try it. Mm. Um and that is kind of what I think about sexuality in general, is like people yeah. people like people like swerved so hard when they found out that they were gay and they were like, Oh, I'm gay, I'm only gay. Yeah. And like right. if I am anything else. It takes yeah. away from who I am as a gay man, mm-hmm. and so I think a lot of people are scared of a pussy because it's just it's it's it would make them less of a gay man if they right. liked it, saw it, interacted with it, right.
0: even that, t- like just tried it.
1: We <laughs> haven't just tried it, and like yeah. I I understand that like everyone's born with their own sexuality, um, yeah, but. That's when like trans men and trans mask people come into play, and where like homophobia, internalized homophobia and transphobia happen mm. is when a trans man that you meet you're attracted to um has a pussy, and you choose not to have sex with them because mm. you're gay and you don't like pussy had like I've had yeah. some friends say like i'm gay, I just don't like pussy and Sometimes I, sometimes I call them out and be like, hey, what about trans men? You're sounding a little bit transphobic right now. And other times mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to start this battle because you just have some more learning to do. You just have some more growing to do. Mm-hmm. You have some like internalized phobias to work through and internalized traumas to work through. And one day, yeah. like you're going to meet somebody that you're super attracted to and they might have a pussy and you're just going to have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it's much easier to figure it out if you're not scared of it. But mm-hmm. if if you gotta like face your fears
0: and like stare yeah. at the
1: face, I like I guess that's what you're gonna have to do.
0: Yeah. No, I I so I so hear you on um on all of that. And um, you know, I I've I've experienced this in uh in the sphere of like, you know women and Mm -hmm. like uh you know cis women and we'll we'll say just like pussy owners you know um where I'm just like oh I mean I would have never known about like my attraction to women had I not just like been willing to be in a situation where I'm like oh wait like I'm just like, oh, I'm opening my mind and like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I'm just like on this journey of exploration. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I do remember the first time I really felt like sexual chargey energy with a woman. And, and like, I felt like deeply turned on. I -hmm. mean, I remember the, like, I felt, I felt pretty fucked up, you know, Mm. (laughs) I was like, Whoa! Okay, what does this mean? And that you know, mm-hmm. I was like at a retreat, and it was just like, oh, we're just doing these exercises, and I was, I exercises, and I was with a woman, and I was like, oh my god! You know, I just mm. never been, I'd never experienced anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I just remember, you know, like okay, yeah, kind of going through the moment of like, okay, what does this mean? Wait, like. I thought I was like a straight woman and then but now I'm like feeling this in my body. And then do I, you know, all the Mm -hmm. things, you know, all the questions that like come up, but then just kind of, you know, coming to the other side of that and just giving myself so much space to like play with that and not even just like, not even worrying about like, what is the identity? It's like, it's Mm -hmm. just like, Oh, I am a free spirit that just enjoys this and then I and I can just like be in that. Right. You know. Um and so I have been, you know, I've been saying like uh this is something that Angel, my partner and I talk a lot about. I'm like I just think like more women would actually like want to have sex with other women if they just like knew and they would Mm -hmm. open to the possibility of it you know and i so trust like everyone has their own um sexual expression right and you just gotta like own where you are and what's true for you Mm -hmm. but i think the biggest thing here is just like being like if you are willing to be in the space of curiosity and then drop the like what does this mean about my identity yeah and just follow what's true then like you have Mm -hmm. no idea where that is going to lead you
1: right another generalization Mm. um I I often say or think to myself nobody is 100% straight no one's 100% gay and Mm -hmm. I do believe that there are people who are tragically 100% straight and tragically, a hundred percent gay. Like I do believe that, like <laughs> yeah. because because I believe in the spectrum of sexuality, I have to believe that those two exist.
2: Yeah. But,
1: um, like you said, if if you just give yourself the freedom to not judge what you're experiencing and what you're feeling, uh, I think you'd surprise yourself. And I think a lot of straight yeah. people would surprise themselves. I mm-hmm. think a lot of like gay men would surprise yeah. themselves. Yeah. Um and i don't know my goal is to just hopefully empower people to mm. like allow allow themselves to be surprised with their sexuality and their yeah. and their pleasure
0: yes oh my gosh yeah I'm just like really seeing I'm like that is actually one of my favorite things about being in this space is like being Mm -hmm. in the wonder and the joy and being there in the moment when people are just surprised Mm -hmm. Like, what I can feel that in my body holy Mm -hmm. shit you know it's just like the greatest um Yeah. It's just the greatest feeling. So I just, um, yeah, I just, so I just so appreciate everything that you stand for Nolan and, Mm, you know, all the level of, um, freedom and permission, um, that you've created, you know, I was tell, I was telling, um, my partner angel, you know, just about, everybody on the trip but i was like i gotta tell you about nolan i'm having Mm. nolan on the podcast and i'm like i'm like nolan is just from another planet (laughs) um yeah in the best way
1: (laughs) i i thank you thank you i take that as a high compliment it
0: really it's really it's really meant to be um Mm, so thank thank you you so much for just uh like, yeah, just sharing your embodiment and um, your truth and your wisdom and for, Mm -hmm. yeah, for every, the level of like freedom you stand for in the world. You know, like I am such a stand that you keep expanding your work and I mm-hmm. seriously think you got to start mentoring, coaching, <laughs> teaching. I know we had,
2: we had a, little, a, little, a little
0: business chat um, on the beach. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just, um, you know, you're so like, you, you just have so much ahead of you. And I really like, yeah, I just like, can't wait to see what else, uh, what else wants to come through. And I'm such a stand mm-hmm. and such a backer
1: thank you I mean I also just have to like give mm. gratitude towards you because you also you you were in a space that that kind of like you said you were the only you were the only pussy and, <laughs> and there were some moments when you were like oh okay that's what we're talking about <laughs> but you still you still kind of like you you fought for your space which I mm. love seeing and mm. And I think I think I saw that and I I kinda helped you fight a little bit, I'd yeah, like to say.
2: You really um, did.
1: Because um, yeah. I think it's really it's really important for 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 people to have friends of all sorts of walks of life and genders mm-hmm. and and like ideas and expressions and and I think you your magic is is like seeing is seeing other people's magic
2: mm-hmm. and, like,
1: bringing it out and letting <sighs> them, and, like, just letting them, letting them feel it themselves, you know?
0: Oh, my gosh. Nolan. <laughs> it feels so seen by you. Oh,
1: thank you.
0: <sighs> wow. Yeah, I really, I really <sighs> received that. Yeah, that um, was um, hmm, such a... <sighs> such a beautiful expansive um week and yeah I really got to like see myself and Mm -hmm. yeah practice like taking up space too being like oh wait I'm in a whole other conversation over here
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: and finding like the thread of resonance you know between all of us
1: yeah yeah Yeah.
0: Mm. beautiful that was
1: a good trip those those were good people
0: Good people. Well, um, I want to make sure that my listeners know um, where to find you. um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, if there's anything, I I mean, I know you have your OnlyFans, so we can like put a link to that. Um, But what else? Is there anything else going on that you want people to know about or just how they should connect with you if they want to follow your journey and just learn more about what's Um, coming through you?
1: Yeah. I mean, so there's a few things happening. I think um, one of them obviously is the porn that I do. So if you are that type of listener and you want to see and <laughs> hear and experience any sort of any sort of um, work that I do in that space, um, the Twitter that you can find me at is The Worst Noel. And like a play on the first Noel, except the worst Noel. (laughs) The
0: worst Noel. Um, I'm dead. And that's the
1: that's the Twitter and the OnlyFans. Um, for my Instagram, if you want to connect with me there and reach out and ask questions, it's just my first and last name, Nolan Mm -hmm. Elsbecker. Um, my two my like porn and personal life. I try to keep them pretty separate. So like, if you have um. Uh, like sexual desires feel free to like go to my Twitter if you have more like personal questions feel free to go to my Instagram um, <laughs> I am gonna start doing my like sexual healing movement classes again so those are gonna start back up we didn't really talk about those but yeah um, it's sort of like a physical practice of of embodiment touching yourself in non-sexual ways just to kind of like work through and find trauma in your body. A lot of that's based on yoga and meditation. Um, And the last thing is I'm like working towards my fashion um, and like deconstructing gender in fashion. And so if Mm. you don't feel comfortable or sexy in your clothes, I'm hoping to soon start making clothes that you feel comfortable Uh. and sexy in. So you can kind of like keep an eye out for all of those. I don't, I don't have anything like right now specific. Yeah. Um. But I'm okay with that because I'm still, mm-hmm. I'm still building and I'm, I'm also still learning and I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind like bringing, bringing some of you on that journey with me.
0: Mm. So beautiful. I am, I am here for all of it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank you I'm excited to see what happens
0: oh yeah I'm
1: excited
0: me too all right well thank you so much Nolan and uh we'll see you next time everybody bye thank you so much for listening in today If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.